Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. To the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Wow. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go Bucks! Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, as always, Jim Rosati. What up, Jim? What's going on, DiNardo? I'm Happy awake. Wednesday. I'm ready. Happy Wednesday. There you go. <laughs> yeah, a little a little late to the uh, to the show, but hey, it's all good. Not not my fault. Not my We're fault. Here. I don't yeah. know whose it is, but it's not mine. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it at that. Perfect. Anyways, yeah, what is up? It is Wednesday. It is 60, 68 degrees in Pittsburgh. Feels like it's 69, though, so that's good. So that's nice. Um, you know, I had a softball doubleheader last night, and I'm, like, really sore. That's when you know you're getting old. When you play two softball games, you wake up the next day, and it's oh. like, oh, no. <laughs> so you're not sitting out, though, right? Because Cal oh, Farnsworth no. would be very, yeah. very pissed off at you. Because you're not an athlete if you're sore in September and you're sitting out. General soreness. Yeah, if I had a game tonight, I'd probably be. That's what I want to hear. Tough tough it out, Jim. I don't care if it's hamstring tightness. I don't care if it's loose particles in your elbow. And I don't care if you had cancer. You better stick it out and get your ass in that game, Jim. It does be kicking beats, a fan. Uh, beats kicking you know, that would be a normal reason to be out of games and have fans watch you yeah. because you kicked the fan yeah. and you went immediately to the aisle. That's normal. Yeah. For the people yeah, that are exactly. listening, I'm like, what the hell are these guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look up Kyle Far- Farnsworth's uh, Twitter. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you will quickly find out what we're talking about. Especially if you're a reliever, says Justin Brett. Yep, yep. All right. So enough of Kyle Farnsworth. Enough enough of anything related to Cubs because the Pirates decided to lose four straight games to the Cubs, even though like every game it felt like they were gonna win it. What a terrible series that was. I don't know. Yeah, it was <clears throat> it was like both teams were playing terrible. <laughs> um the Cubs would do something really bad. And then the Pirates would do something really bad. And it just happened to be that the Pirates would just typically do the bad thing last. So, right. yeah, Cubs with a four-game sweep. When, um, I mean, the Pirates were, I feel like we were ahead in every game. If we weren't ahead in every game, we were at least ahead in three in three of them. Yeah, um, I, I want to say this. I mean, I agree. I think it was every single yeah. game. So a lot of uh, a lot of blown leads, a lot of just weird ways to end the game. I mean, we had our we had our NS nine game day um, on Thursday. So I mean, the game ended on a drop pop up. You know, like, yeah. What are you gonna do? If you saw the initial reaction yeah. of that one, <laughs> how do you yeah. how do you just not catch a pop up? That's how you lose yeah, a game so. at second base. You just decide to not catch the ball. Yeah, so it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> and and then in 
We had what two grand slams in one game too? Was that Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. You know, they came out. <clears throat> well, what the Cubs hit a grand slam? Was that first, Ian Happ who hit the grand slam? And no. then I forget who it Duffy. was, but um, I'm first. I'm assuming Duffy. I'm looking at the box score. Duffy or Swindle? Okay. Hit the grand. Swindles slam. was last. I'm Third. pretty sure. So then, yeah, it was Duffy hit a but then Reynolds hit a home run in the third. Yeah, then Reynolds hit one, and then Schwindel hit one like towards the end of the game. Yeah, so weird, weird series. It was actually kind of a fun series to watch because like there was stuff happening. Like it wasn't boring by any means. No, um, it, it wasn't boring. <laughs> it was just <laughs> much for the, the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, the outcomes were bad, um, but there was plenty of action. I mean, it was a 6-5, So it wasn't any like two to one or two to nothing games where the offense just looked completely helpless. You know, it was there was a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the series. It's just, uh, yeah, the Cubs ended up scoring more. There's a lot of bad baseball too. Like even on the Cubs side, just to say, obviously mm-hmm. because they they are terrible. But I mean, defensively, it was so bad for them. Oh, uh, it was it was awful on like like as far as like if you were like if you had a kid and you were wanting them to watch baseball so that they could learn the sport and get better at it, that would have been a bad series to show them. Like you don't want to show them that series. Yes, that is correct. So, yeah. um, Unless it, you want to be like, here's what you shouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> just just gonna bring this up. And Jim, this is going to be lovely for you because it is true. I mean, the Cubs series was terrible, except as we have in the chat here by Mitch, except for Anthony Alford, because Anthony Alford had himself a hell of a Cubs series. Now he did not not to blow out his candle too early. Everything outside this Cubs series has been terrible, but this Cubs series—if <laughs> you just compact it in this this one little four-game stretch he had—was superb. No, I can't say enough things about Alford in this series. Like I, I think I tweeted out on Saturday, like like he he's been absolute. He was absolutely electric. <laughs> like that's 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 what he was. Um, he homered in game. Oh wait, hold on. He went over five in game one. Oh, game one was that. Okay. But uh game two, True. game two, two for four with two homers. Um game three, two for five with two stolen bases. Like he was just making it happen. Yes, sir. I don't know if the wind I don't know if the wind was blowing out on the on Friday. Maybe that had something to do with it, but no, I mean he 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 crushed the ball. Like a few of those homers, he hit the one out onto the street, like a left yes. ballpark, I think. Well, so four, he, top of my head, four sixty three. Is that what that one went? I think. Yeah, like he was he was crushing the ball. Right. He had a really good series. Yes, yeah. The first game went one for five, then zero for five, two for four, two for five. In this series, three. Ho- oh no, I'm sorry, that was the White Sox. Um, he went one for four. The yeah. first game, I'm thinking of. But I mean, three total so, homers. But in, in the, at the White uh, the Sox, he went one. One for four of the home run. I mean, let's let's put it this way. Anthony Alford in Chicago for the month of September during day games is, is a really good player. <laughs> yeah, pretty four, much. 469 was, <laughs> this is correct. I hope you're right. And I'm just saying 469, but that's what Mitch says. 469, that ball went. No, I mean, we give him a lot of shit. He had a great series against the Cubs. It's just unfortunate, like literally just backed his ways. The Detroit series, he's 0 for 5 with four strikeouts, three strikeouts. Yeah, it's a little rough. Um, anyways, yeah, Anthony Alford had himself a series. I, I don't know how we want to transition to, transition to this. I mean, Anthony Alford the rest of the year, I mean, that's just going to happen though, right? Regardless, I mean. There's no one else to really see anyways. Uh, you and I both believe he's not a major league player, but you're going to give him the opportunity the yeah. rest of the year, right? I mean, there's really no one else to play, especially now with Polanco gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you got you to gotta think that that Alford's getting pretty much the majority of the starts. 
I mean, you're probably going to throw Susugo in there a little bit, like put Gamble in left, Susugo in right, maybe a couple games with Park. But, I mean, it seems like it seems like Alford's getting the bulk of the playing time, like starting two out of three games every series, right? Uh, which I don't have a problem with. I mean, like, again, who else are you going to play? I, I there, There's a lot of decisions that need to be made this offseason, and, you know, one of them is going to be, you know, we need to, we need a DFA Alford. <laughs> so um, <laughs> right. they need to give, they need to give, I guess, enough data. And he's, he's 86 plate appearances on the year. Let him get to like 150 and then make your, make your decision. Yeah. I'm with you. And I think uh, part of it, like you mentioned, is really no one there. I mean, it's the whole Polanco situation when everyone was pounding on the door to, you know, DFA Polanco. And my stance was pretty clear. It's like, I mean, I get he's terrible, but at the same point, what's there what's what's he blocking what's what's the point of it you know for the most part so you know that aspect i do get the other thing too is and this is how we kind of translate you know transition this i mean obviously the rosters have expanded uh you know maybe you see bly madras maybe you see um My mind just went blank. I was going to say his name first, but I said Blyze instead. Oliver. There's Jared Oliver. None of those guys came up. When the rosters expanded, uh, okay, like Philip Evans comes back. Like there's Shelby Miller. There's (laughs) like there was nothing really inspiring about this. You know, I know it only goes two more players, but there's nothing really inspiring about the 28 roster now. So, yes, it's like, Okay, you kind of just keep Alfred there to play, I guess. Uh, again, there's no point of moving him. It's not as if like like Bly. I feel like could. Uh, he, I feel like he somewhat earned the right to get called up, if if anyone. Yeah, he's not. It's not like he's playing terrible in AAA. It's not like he's playing great. But again, like we're talking about Anthony Alford, you and I have kind of made up our decision. It's like you can move on to him and just kind of see Bly up here, Jared struggled a bit in triple a it's not like it's not like anyone's pounding on the door again i feel like bly might be the the closest one to that to get that call but again it's not as if he's tearing the cover off to warrant that so again it's anthony Alfer there so i guess it's anthony Alfer the rest of the season <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think oliva just hasn't been good mm. and i i think you know at this point he's just so his his hitting, he, he he's not he's not a pro hitter. Like he's not a, he's not an MLB hitter. Um, I mean, his AAA numbers are meh, right? And then every time he's had the chance to do it at the major league level, he just hasn't been able to, right? right. Um, uh, Bly Madras, um, again a non prospect, mm-hmm. depth guy. I kind of put him on the same level as Oliva at this point. Uh, you know, they're both they're both 25. Um, Oliva was definitely the the better prospect coming through the system. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him. Uh, it, he'd have to be added to the 40 man roster. So, yeah. But there's plenty of people who <laughs> can be. <laughs> what will the Pirates do? <laughs> There's there's 20 people on the 40 man roster where if you know if we DFA them I wouldn't really care right. so um, that shouldn't really be an issue so I I mean I'd be okay with seeing him I don't know if they're gonna go that route though I mean so far the people they've called up have been people we've seen before and people who are very uninspiring but yeah well that's kind of the thing so, you know I mean I just I wasn't expecting like all right the Pirates have called up Phil Evans today. Uh, haven't we seen enough of him? Isn't that pretty much over now? You know, I, I just why not? Why not just give Bly that chance to to make the major league? Like get that call up. I I guess that's where I come at. You know, I understand that he would have to get added to the forty man, but again, like does does like you said, twenty other people have to be on yeah. it right now? No, you know he. In AAA right now, he's batting 268, getting on base 355. So a 111 way to run career play. So he's 11% better than the average player in, in AAA. Again, it's it's 25 years old. It's not as if he's just 
blowing through and tearing up AAA. He's got eight home runs on the year in 88 games. No, but he's playing well enough. There's really no one that's playing good in the majors either to keep him down True. there, you know? So so in my mind, it's like, you know what? The roster expand. Let's call up Bly. Let's let's give him that major league experience, right? Let's let's promote him. They didn't. Uh so here we are. That's all I'm at, I guess. Again, the the root the moves just were uh like you said, very, very, very uninspiring. Yeah, like if I mean if they wanted to go and go like DFA Philip Evans and bring up um bring him up bring up Bly for the you know the remainder of the season, I I would be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would be perfectly but, okay with that. That kind of makes yeah. sense. I mean, Evans doesn't have a future on this team. I, I can't imagine Evans even being tendered a contract next year, especially with all these utility guys they've brought in, you know, over the, over the trade deadline. So, you know, Philip Evans' days are extremely numbered. Um, and I don't even think he's on the team anymore. Wasn't he just optional? Well, I was going to say, I mean, that. so he was, and then, the, right, they yeah. did option him to bring <laughs> they, up uh, Dylan Peters. Last night, yeah. So I feel like, but they, they make a roster pretty much every day at this point. They're they're like shuffling. It's like whoever they feel like starting that day is being called up, and then he's getting hurt, or then he's you know being sent down. I don't know what they're doing, but yeah. But they are they're definitely keeping whoever's in charge of the transactions page on their website. They're they're keeping him pretty busy. <laughs> just in the, right. like i just pulled up their september their september transactions right i mean it's september 8th right now so we've had seven days in september and there's a at granger we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving we offer industrial grade supplies for every industry with same day pickup and next day delivery on most orders all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recall, recall, option, recall, activated, option, recalled. IL, IL, recall, option, recall, option, IL, claimed, activated, option. So, I mean... <laughs> There's just a lot of transactions so far, and we are only six days in. Um, I guess this Connor Ever Overton guy is he even AAA? <laughs> who the hell? Yeah, what what is he doing? Are we gonna give him a shot? I bet he, I bet he's up at some point this September. Um, so yeah, who the hell knows? <laughs> <laughs> who the hell knows? That's about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and going on from Alfred and Bly and, you know, as Mitch pointed out in the chat too, they're, they're going to do that because they have to make a decision on Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend. Um, another case. Now, that's another guy too. I think even more so than Anthony Alford, this is the, here's your last hurrah, Cole Tucker. You weren't doing much in AAA, but we're not going to use that for our excuse to get rid of you this offseason. We'll give you your opportunity in the, in the majors. We'll let you falter there to say you can't hack it now of course i mean if he does hack it then there's maybe some decisions to be made but yes he's in the majors now uh since it's call up on august 28th he's got 37 plate appearances he is batting 194 64 way to run create plus he's striking out 32.4 percent of the time uh he has looked like cole tucker the plate he's made a couple hits that he's connected the swing looks good and but that's very few and, and little, much like Anthony Alford, because most of the time he doesn't make a connection. He just can't hit a baseball. And can't hit a baseball. I don't know if you're going to be in the majors much longer. Um, yeah, so he's not looked good as well so far. Yeah, he's, again, kind of going back to... I mean, same boat as Alford, like you said. Same boat as Alford. Same boat as like what we talked about with Evans. I just don't think, I don't think he's a major leaguer. Um, he's had plenty of opportunities now at this point. You know, he's he's well over 300 plate appearances for his career, mm -hmm. and he's just really shown that he can't hit. So, 
his defense isn't at, isn't so good that he can he can get by with a 41 weighted runs created plus. <laughs> Nobody's defense is that good, right? Um, Kevin Newman. And the, vers- the versatility's fine, but you know if you're not you know, again, you, you need to be able to hit a little bit. Um, and he he can't do it. The walk rate's nice, right? Like he does like one thing pretty good, but if you're walking 12 percent of the time and only hitting you know, less than that. It's 21% of the time. <laughs> it's not, not going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. I mean, it's what we kind of hinted at, you know, what, like the one thing he has improved this year in the triple a right in, in Indy is that walk rate has really increased. It's a really good percentage at 15.6 in triple a. So the problem is he's also batting 223. So it's like, great. You, you know, the walk rate has increased. I don't know specifically what it is. I don't know if he's just more patient. I don't know if his, got a better eye but he's like he just can't hit and it's only going to get worse if you go in the majors and sure he's got you know in this short time span right 59 total plate appearances this year in the major leagues he's got 11.9 percent walk rate so he is walking um at a good rate but he's batting 173 he he just can't hit a baseball and he just hasn't and he's 25 years old and I feel, as you mentioned, like this this organization, whether it was Huntington or Nacharrington, has given him opportunities and chances to do so. And he just has not been able to do it. You know, and, and again, it's not a situation where, you know, for the past two years he wasn't in the majors or whatever. And this year they put him in AAA and things have clicked and things have changed. And now he's only had 59 plate appearances in the majors this year. Like it just it still hasn't translated in AAA. I mean, they, they had him back in in Bradenton, right? When the season started. Like they didn't even put him into AAA. They held him back to like learn how to hit, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's an. I mean, that was kind of telling. I mean, but at the same sense, that, that to me, I think we talked about that was more or less like this. This kind of is your final thing. You can't hit. Let's work on things. And and again, it's it's not as if whatever they worked on has really translated in AAA, and now they're in the majors. It's it's still not. I, I absolutely feel like we're absolutely done with Cole Tucker. Yeah. I, there's there's nothing at this point that is interesting enough to keep him around. And, I mean, it's it's a shame. You know, he, he was a first-round pick, so we had high hopes for him. I, I mean, all by all accounts, seems like a good guy. Um, but at some point, you've got to perform just a little bit at the major league level and he hasn't done it at all. Yeah. And that's the thing that stinks. It's like the the whole Polanco situation in the sense where you're absolutely correct. I mean, this guy is just seems like a really, really good dude. He's easy, easy to root for. Uh, I mean, it was a puzzling first round pick to begin with. I don't think there was too many on board when that pick was made that said, yeah, you know, Cole Tucker, that's great pick. You know, it was from the start kind of like, Oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) A lot of, a lot of potential, right? Hopefully he fills out and, and does what they think he can do, but it never happened. And it's just unfortunate. Um, and, and I think yeah, too, I mean, like we're talking about, I mean, it's not, it's not as if also like Hoy Park is doing great. And that's why like we can have Cole expendable. It's not like Kevin Newman's playing great. I mean, there's a lot of terrible middle infield play as well, but mm. I think it's time to just move on and find something else. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you're, you're right. As far as, um, as far as his draft profile goes, you know, he was like super young when he was drafted. I think he drafted as a 17 year old. Um, and it was, it was just a lot of it based off of potential and can he, um, can he start hitting? Right. Um, but yeah, he's just not, he's just not, not, he's not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get that as a drop in here. We use that way too much now. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I mean, again, it's, it's a shame. You want your first round picks, especially to, to, to at least pan out. Like you, yeah. you want your first round picks to be at least like MLB starters, right? Like right. at the very least. And he's just nowhere near that. Just nowhere near that, and he's been given plenty of opportunities. I mean, technically, he started in the MLB. 
So technically speaking, he is an MLB starter. Technically. <laughs> but in reality, he's not an MLB player at all. No. I, I hate that like keep dunking on him here. He's too nice of a guy. But all right. So I guess again, like we can move on from him. Um <clears throat> maybe we should put this into a, a lighter mode. Um somewhat. It's still not great, but he's turned it around lately. But Cabrian Hayes, let, let's talk about him a little bit. So he's he's certainly had some struggles this year. Um, now I tweeted out from the account yesterday a little bit about those struggles. Uh, you know, compared to last year to this year, uh, there's definitely been a big change in his launch angle. Not as if not as if he was like just crushing the ball in the air, but he was driving the ball last year, right? I mean, I, top of my head, I think his his you know I got pulled up now. I think it was at 7.9% was his launch angle last year. He which, was right around 8. Yeah. Which equated to, of course, a lot of line drives, right? Not, not a whole lot of grounders. He was hitting the ball well last year. I mean, we all know what Cabrian Hayes did last year. But when you look at this year, his launch angle is down to 2%, which was ni- is ninth worst in baseball. Now, mind you, what's that? It's actually down now. It's 1.7. <laughs> Perfect. So it's 1.7. And that's a, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm kind of allude here. He's hitting uh, the past two games. He's five for nine in the leadoff spot. So he's got hits, but it's not as if those hits is like some changes profile. It's like he's driving the ball. They're also were grounders. As you just alluded in, his launch angle is now down to 1.7. That might now put him at like seventh worst in baseball. It's not good. I mean, this is like we're talking about like Kevin Newman. Just with less power behind it. So, some, some, I don't know if we're going to call it worry, okay? Um, but I guess you can kind of correlate why Cabrian Hayes isn't put up the numbers he did last year. I, I mean, it, something can change this, though, right? Right, Jim? Like, there's still hope. There's still an outlook for Cabrian Hayes to be a, a good hitter. Right. So, yes, I'm, I'm going to shift this into a little bit of optimism here. Thank you. Um, if there's one thing we've seen over the last five, six years, right, it's it's um, it's that a player can change how they swing and change their swing and, and, and make it more optimal. Right. And we, we see it all the time with with people across Major League Baseball um, and, and with Hayes. Like I said, the problem isn't exit velocity. He hits the ball hard enough. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, if you look at look at where he's where, how hard he's hitting the ball, he's you know, he's currently in the, you know, the 69th percentile, which is, you know, very nice, nice hitter as far as average exit velocity. Um, so it's not that like if you if you're in the 69th percentile and hitting the ball hard, you're a good hitter, right? Like you're above average. Um, it His hard hit percentage is 76%. So, so like he's hitting the ball hard, right? That's not the problem here. Um, like we mentioned before, the problem is launch angle. Um, and there's, there's a few things here, right? 1.7 is pretty bad. Uh, league average is right around 10 and a half, 11, somewhere in that area. Um, yeah, he doesn't actually need to get to that league average number, but like you mentioned last year, I think he was 7.5, somewhere in that area. Um, and we saw what he did last year. Like, yeah, he, he was showing some power. He was driving the ball. He was hitting extra base hits, right? Um, it, was, it was great. So I think if he can just get to that seven or eight, you know, degree launch angle and kind of settle in right there, then, you know, you'll see a lot less ground balls. You'll see more line drives. You'll see him driving the ball more. Um, I, I will say this when it comes to him, like his, I'm looking at his like seven day rolling average of his launch angle just throughout the course of the season. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, it, it keeps going down. So a couple things there. I don't know if there's something still wrong with where his hand is just not a hundred percent. Right. Cause his I mean, if you look at it, especially from like July to now that launch angle, you know, in, in July, he had an average seven day rolling average again, but he was right around seven. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and now he's actually in the negative. He's at about negative 0.6 degrees. 
Um, he's actually been in the negative for about the last month or so. Um, so that's really where you've seen this launch angle plummet is this last month. Like I said, he's, he's been in the negative pretty much the last month. Um, so I think there may be something there with the hand. That's that's gonna be what I'm guessing. I know they came out and said that like it's not necessarily hurting him, but it definitely is like something that he's still feeling. Um, so I think that's one thing that could help this uh, out. And also, um, also like he just. Uh, so I said, to be on the optimistic side here, what we're seeing is he's struggling to, to really hit the ball, you know, in an optimal way. Um, and at the same time, he's playing at about a two and a half win pace over the course of a full <laughs> season, right? So well, like yeah. we're looking, we're looking at Key Brian Hayes, and it's like, okay, he's really struggling, but even with that, he's still an above average major league player. Um, and so that that like I said some optimism here is like if he can figure out this swing which i feel like you know by all accounts he works hard he he's like a student of the game like this is like his life baseball is his life right i have some con i i think he's going to figure it out just based off all of that um and so that kind of brings you back to okay well if he can figure this out then he can become a really good player right because he doesn't have it figured out right now and he's above average. I mean, just, just strictly because of how good he is defensively, he's an above average major league player. So if he can just figure out how to hit a little bit more, then you're looking at a really good player. Um, and, and I, I think he can do that. He's shown that he can do it. He just now needs to like sustain it over a period of time. Right. Well, and that's why I want to say like, this will get a better tone because even though there's a negative thing that's happening, right, with Cabrian Hayes <clears throat> not performing, not being a really good hitter, especially because of again, like what he did last year, there there is going to be optimism. There's going to be a good tone to this because with everything that you mentioned, I truly feel like the outlook of Cabrian. Like seeing this, I feel positive because I feel like there's a fundamental change that can definitely take place to make Cabrian Hayes a better hitter and be, get back on track. Now we've questioned the hand injury for some time you know a big part of it was for the fact that he came back you know they said it's it's not an issue like it's not going to hinder his performance whatever you know otherwise it would have kept him on the il but like what i questioned too and, and i think you did as well a bit was th like the amount of days off he was getting so sure like he's healthy but it seemed like he was getting a day off almost like every other six or seven day you know for a guy like his age and stuff like that shouldn't really happen he had the all-star break in there he had like a built-in week off and he was still getting days off in that month so it almost felt like is he maybe not really that healthy so the hand playing addition to this seems like that could definitely be a part of it right so you get a whole offseason to get better the hand gets healthy and come back and be a better hitter but also like again like you're seeing like he's just driving the ball directly into the dirt you know what i find interesting is he's almost like a direct mirror this year of Eric Hosmer. Like the only difference is his expected balls and Eric Hosmer's are about the same, but Cabrian Hayes is having worse luck and Eric Hosmer is having better luck, you know, in his 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 profile and such. But it's like they're the same player. And that was like always like Eric Hosmer's biggest notch. Like he hits the ball very, very hard. He just hits the ball into the dirt. And Eric Hosmer has like been on record to say, like, well, that's just what I'm gonna do. This type of hero. I don't believe in launching. I don't believe in all this stuff. And it's like, well, great. That's why you're a first baseman who doesn't produce. Um, so like with Cabrian Hayes, I hope he's not stubborn and just saying, well, this is what I do and I'm going to stick to it. Like, I feel like you say he's a student of the game. He's, he had better results last year. You know, this is something that you probably can go ahead and fix and correct. And Hey, there's probably a new batting coach, you know, a new pit hitting coach on the way uh, to look at, Brian Hayes and maybe fix them and work them out. So uh, I'm with you too. Like I do believe he, like this isn't Cabrian Hayes. Like I've seen a lot of that talk too. Like, well, he's never done in the minors either. Like this is the profile he is. And Cabrian Hayes just, you know, he's not a good hitter. I don't really believe that. I definitely believe he can be a good hitter. I certainly see the results right now and feel there's a lot of positivity that Cabrian Hayes can definitely turn it back around. Not saying he's going to be a 195 weighted credit player. Way to runs created plus hitter like he was last year, 
right? He's not going to tear up the majors like he did last year, but he can definitely be a productive hitter. Um, but even outside of that, just like you mentioned, regardless of that, he's still a good player. You mentioned it. You know, you're on board. I think it's like your biggest stance on him. Like, even if he was just an average hitter, this is before the call, maybe two years ago. This is, even if he's just an average hitter, that glove will make him like a three-board player. And that's really what we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. he's 8% below average, and he's a two-and-a-half-war player. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I think there's there's definitely some optimism here. Like, there's the, people shouldn't be down on Brian Hayes. Like I said that he he's been hurt that hand injury like it's definitely been lingering he missed all that time um we we saw it with the you know like look at Nick Gonzalez this year right mm-hmm. you know he kind of similar thing where the hand injury came took him a while to figure it out and then he he looks like he's figured it out right now right um so it, it's just those hand injuries can sometimes be a little tricky give him an off se- off season let it get healthy again let's go ahead and revisit this next year and kind of see where he stands. But again, even if he, if this is who he is, right. Which again, I don't think he is, but if this is who he is, he's an above average major leaguer with an elite glove at third base. So elite. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's like, I, said, I think he's better than this. Um, and again, if you're just a league average hitter, he's a three win player. I think he's more than that. I think he, can at least be an above average major league hitter. I, I, I just, I've seen, I've seen him do too many things with the bat that makes me believe he's not. Um, and by that, I mean, just based off of last year, spring training this year, and, you know, in bits and pieces this year when he was, he was, you know, he was on the beginning of the year. Um, I think he's, I think he's better than average. Um, it's just a matter of the hand getting healthy at this point. And, uh, just putting it all together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the launch angle, the launch angle, I, I, I'm thinking it has something to do with, with that. And, and I think it can be changed because we've seen him do it in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this I isn't something where we're just, we're just, yeah, this isn't something where we're just like hoping and it, it's something we've never seen before. Like we've seen this before. We've seen him do it. Um, now, can he sustain that? Right. That's the next question. So let, let's, let's see him healthy and see if he can sustain that. Um, so before we get into our prospect talk here, uh, I guess one person just to bring up, just to bring him up because boy, oh boy, does it just keep going. Yoshi fever, Yoshi, Yoshi, Yoshi. He just can't be stopped, Jim. I feel like every time we have a show, we talk about it and it's like, what about next year? What about next year? And it just keeps intensifying. And, And now, I mean, it's at the point where. You know, not even totally as a joke. Like, what about next year? Like, is this our, is this the Pirates starting first baseman next year? Or DH, if that comes into play. Hopefully, hopefully for Yoshi's sake, the NL <laughs> adopts the DH. Um, but he can't be stopped. He's had, like, he is looking so good as a Pittsburgh Pirate. And I, I can't stress enough. This isn't just like when Nagowski comes in. Like, Yoshi looks legit. He's hitting for power. He's got seven home runs with the Pirates. Yeah, I mean it's completely different than Nagowski, right? Nagowski was just a singles machine. He was he was just beating Babip to death, and it was we 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 then saw that it was just complete luck, right? Um, but Yoshi's driving the ball, like he's he's hitting the ball out of the ballpark. Um, yeah, I don't know the next thing. I don't know. I don't know the answer to the next year question. Um, I really I, I have no idea what they're going to do with them. Um, is he? I mean, there's a couple of things that are going to come into play here, right? I mean, he's got seven home runs now in the last month, basically. Um, does this keep up a little bit longer? And he ends up with, you know, 10 or 11 home runs. And another team's like, hey, has Yoshi put it all together? And, you know, they they go out and get him, right? right? I, I or mean, is, is it going to be... He has to be signed. Yeah. And so, he can be signed by so, whoever. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, it's like, you know, if he keeps hitting and hitting and hitting, then, you know, the Pirates are going to have to bid against some multiple, you know, multiple people for him. Um, I, I don't know if Yoshi is just like comfortable here and he's going to say, hey, you know what? I Once I went to Pittsburgh, I started hitting. So, you know, maybe I'll I'll stick around. I, 
I have no idea what to think about the situation. The only thing I, I do know is I want to keep seeing him hit. <laughs> like I want I want to keep seeing him every day in the lineup. Um, and, and I mean, obviously I'm not going to expect that he puts up these crazy numbers. Like, I mean, if this, this these aren't really sustainable. Oh, no, I mean, they are crazy numbers. So, just like you said, it's, it's yeah. absolutely insane. Yeah. Not, I mean, this stuff, not sustainable. Uh, just forget, I mean, you mentioned the home runs, but like putting things in perspective, right? Like he's only had 59 plate appearances. It's small sample, but still the guy has 15 hits, seven of them are homers. Three of them are a double and one's a triple. So 11 of his 15 hits have all gone for extra bases. Um, I mean, just crushing the ball. So keep putting him out there. Keep playing him. And there's there's no reason why he shouldn't be playing every day pretty much at this point. Um, and yeah, at the end of the year, assess it and be like, okay, well, if we bring him back, how much is he going to cost, right? And go from there. <laughs> I mean, they they do have plenty of money to spend next year. So I don't, <laughs> I don't see why it wouldn't be an issue to bring him back. But it's like, okay, where does he fit on this team? Um, and, and, you know, obviously right now, power has been the thing we've been lacking all year long. And he's finally kind of brought that into the lineup. So, so. this probably will come more as a hot take in a sense. Because, again, it's very small sample. But the year is 2022. Based on just the information you have right now, right? On September 8th, 2021. A lot of sample size of Colin Moran. It's a very, very small sample size of Yoshi Susugo. If you were to make the call today, who would you rather see in 2022? And of course, assuming you can sign Yoshi, right? There's an agreement, and I'm sure it's not a five-year, $100 million deal, right? You can sign Yoshi. Which player are you going into next year if you had a choice between them? Colin Moran or Yoshi Susugo? I mean, I guess I'm going with Yoshi. <laughs> we know what we have with Moran. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to give you league average offense, basically terrible defense. And he is going to, you know, maybe get hurt a few times. Um, <laughs> whereas Yoshi's got that power potential. I mean, you never know. I mean, I, I have no doubt that if you put Yoshi out there and you play him every day, he's going to be at least like a 25 homer guy. Um, which would be nice to have in a lineup. So, yeah, I'd, I guess I'd rather see Yoshi at this point. I'm with you, too, and I think it's the exact same thing. I mean, like, where this club is positioned right now, they're not good. It's not as if you're, you're vying for a playoffs or World Series. Like, if you're the mm. Dodgers, per se, maybe you would pick with Calmaran because he's safe. You know, you know what you have. You're going to win something where Yoshi could be a complete bust, and now you're stuck, right? But I just feel like with this yeah. team, like, he he clearly has the highest ceiling and the most potential. You know, he's come over to the States for, as we mentioned time and time again, for a reason, like he was signed by the Rays for that $6 million deal, right? They had to pay the posting fee. Uh, There was a reason why they got him. But the thing is, it's not panned out. He's been a, he's been a average to very, very bad player in the major leagues. So there's a lot of look you look at and say, well, he could definitely not pan out. And this is just a 59 plate appearance, you know, flash in the pan and it's going to go away. And that could definitely happen. Like you could, he get exposed and, you know, go out there for a full season. Like you said, hit 25 home runs, he'd probably do it. Same sense, like, maybe not 25, but, like, maybe 20. Like, Gregory Polanco hit 20 home runs, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yoshi could turn into Gregory Polanco, and we saw what that led the fan base to, <laughs> to do. So, yeah. like, that could happen with Yoshi. But I'd be okay with it because I feel like, even though I, I do, I like Comran. I'm a Comran supporter. I think he's a, a good baseball player. At that position, you need to hit, and at the position, you can find it. And I, I just feel like I'm okay moving on to find potential and maybe find some lightning in the bottle here with Yoshi. And that's why I would pick him. At the end of the day, Cal Moran could be the better player. But I don't think Cal Moran can do what Yoshi can do, for sure. So that's right now, based on this, I'm, I'm going into next season with Yoshi and not Cal Moran, if given the choice. Hopefully, they both of them next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really see why they can't have both. Um, I mean, it sounds like the DH is probably going to be in the NL. I would imagine that's going to be in the new Agreed. CBA. So if it is, you know, you've got Moran at first, Yoshi is your DH, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, and then now I'm actually kind of fixes that issue of, hey, who's your DH, right? Because, I mean, ideally, your DH, you don't want it to just be like the guy you're giving an off Cole to, Tucker. right? You, <laughs> yeah, like you, you don't want Cole Tucker to be your DH. You want somebody there who basically can't play defense, <laughs> right? But he can, he can mash. Um, and, I mean, that's what Yoshi seems like he is. I mean, he's kind of perfectly fitted for it um, if he's hitting, so... Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I I think you know the Pirates are definitely happy with what they see out of Yoshi. Um, so I think you know if they goes up to them, they'd like to have him back. And uh, hopefully, hopefully Yoshi likes it in Pittsburgh. Well, they do have Chipotle, so apparently the Chipotle's really good in Pittsburgh too. So, but they may have to make sure you try it next time. It's life changing. <laughs> Chip, uh, Pittsburgh Chipotle, yeah. Yes. Screw Permani. Screw all this other stuff. Just it's Chipotle. All right. Um, yeah. I again, I can't say enough how much I've just been pleased about Yoshi. Just crossing my fingers and hoping like this is all real. But again, like you can't fake power. Like that's the thing. You just can't fake it. John Nagowski could fake being a good hitter for a little bit because balls like he was making contact and balls are were dropping for a time. Until they weren't. You can't fake hitting, you know, and batting 288, right? Hitting 11 extra base hits out of 15 hits, seven for home runs. Like, you just can't do it. You know, and his flyouts are like warning track flyouts. So, yes, I'm, I'm all for Yoshi. I want to see him as a pirate next year. But you're right. That's the thing. Like, he can be signed by anyone. And the Dodgers could be like, oh, well, thank you, Pittsburgh. I appreciate that. Here's $20 million, Yoshi. <laughs> Thank, thank you for fixing it. Right. <laughs> Who knew that the Rays and the, you know, and the Dodgers couldn't fix Yoshi? It was going to come down to the Pirates. All right. Should we get into our, uh, our prospect talk here and wrap this up? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Very quickly. All right, so you mentioned Nick Gonzalez. Let's get right back into it. He's the player of the month, player of the week, player of the game, player of the year, player of whatever. Of course, in in a ball, but albeit he's just dominating, he's still dominating. Uh, I am, I'm loving what I see out of Nick Gonzalez right now. You mentioned the hand injury. I I feel like that was a big part of it. I mean, he's going on the IL. Coming back healthy on the IL. There are some lingering issues. The hand apparently is good because he's performing like hell since as we get going back to like July 16th or 18th or whatever. Um, just home run after home run. The strikeout rates still drop. Well, he had some strikeouts here recently, but it's uh, still not terrible. Nick Gonzalez. Take it away, Jim. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of keep saying the same thing every week here. Um he was the player of the month for high a ball in August. He was the player of the week first week in September. So he's not slowing down. Uh, he is just crushing the ball. Right. And, and, and it's really good to see, you know, he, he came in with, you know, high praises. This guy can hit. I mean, he can hit, he can hit, he can hit. Like that was his tool. Like coming, coming out of the draft was this dude could hit. And we're seeing that now, like he can hit, I mean, he's completely dominating high A pitching right now. I think he's he's in the lead for the batting title. It's actually him and Jared Triolo, I think, are battling it out for high A um, batting title. So, um, yeah, dude can hit. Um, I, I think I've made my opinion known on this. Like, apparently, you know, Ben Charrington thinks it's important that this team sticks together for a – High A Southeast playoff run. Yeah. Um, I don't want to agree with that. I think it's more important for Gonzalez's development to get some at bats at double A uh, before the off season. But I'm not the one who gets paid to, to make these decisions, I guess. So, uh, and, and my, my whole thing on this really is, it's just a matter of like at the end of the, at the end of the day, our goal is to get Nick Gonzalez 
major league ready, right? Like that's the goal, right? So like you got to weigh this is, is Nick Gonzalez being part of a playoff run in high a ball while he's clearly, he's clearly demonstrated he is good enough to move to the next level. Right. I mean, that's a, he's clearly demonstrated this by now. Um, he is, he's just crushing the level that he's at. So is it better for Nick Gonzalez's development to just continue to beat up on pitching that he's clearly better than, um, and go to the postseason, or challenge him a little bit, move him up to the next level for a few weeks, give him a taste of what double a ball is like so that when he goes into the off season, he knows, okay, here's what double a ball is like. I need to be able to figure out how to do this, this, and this. He can work on this, this, and this. And then next year he starts off in Altoona and he's already experienced it before, right? So you can kind of hit the ground running. That's my thinking on this is, hey, I want him to experience double A ball. It's mm-hmm. a big jump from high A to double A. You know, right. you actually have pretty good pitching prospects in double A. Um, so that's that's my thought. And again, it's it has a lot to do too with like he's just getting passed by his peers like all of those first round college hitters they're not in they're not in high a ball anymore they're all in double a torkelson's in triple a but we'll kind of separate him because he's a little special um but everybody else is in double a so you know it's, it's nice obviously it's it's better that he's crushing high a pitching right now as opposed to still you know middling around like he was at the beginning part of the year right it's nice to see that but like i I want to push him because I'm under the impression that like Nick Gonzalez should be in Pittsburgh in June next year. Right. So like what's going to be the quickest way to get him ready for major league play by June. Right. Um, Like I I want him up. I want him up and I want him ready to go. Um, I don't know if this is the best way to accomplish that. We'll see. I mean, if, if, if Greensboro goes on, wins a championship, then, you know, maybe that's better for him, you know. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's my thought. <laughs> that's my thought process. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, I don't really disagree with you right now. We, we've debated this, you know, for a bit of time. And again, we all know my initial stance was I'm indifferent. You know, there's not a whole lot of time there if he's still here. But like, he's just he keeps turning it up a notch. It seems like every week. And so it's at the point now where it's like, well, what's the point? Like, obviously, he's well above these guys, right? Again, let's go back to the whole Ronzi thing. Ronzi was just embarrassing everyone, right? Like, why are you, why keep him down here? He looks, he's head over shield, head and shoulders over the competition. He's just going out there and just dominating little kids, right? It's like at recess, you go out there, and there's like all the five-year-olds at, at a kickball or dodgeball, whatever, right? Like, that's what Ronzi was doing. Well, now that's what Nick Gonzalez is doing. It's clear as day right now. And uh, so, so since his stretch, right, seven sixteen, we talk about since his stretch, he has hit six. He has thirty six singles, fourteen doubles, three triples, twelve home runs. I mean, he's absolutely crushing the ball. Three sixty one batting Good average. Choice. Talk about way to run and create plus one eighty seven. He's eighty seven percent better than the average hitter. There's clearly nothing to prove here. I think the only thing, right, like the the downfall is the injury and the timing of the season. If he wasn't injured, he'd have been up in double A by now, clearly. I just felt because of the injury, him coming back, and now there is just a few weeks left of, you know, double A and such, anyways. I still would rather see him there, but that's also why I'm not going to give all hell to Charrington. It's to me, it's not as if he had a full healthy season. And over like 400 plate appearances, he's still down in single A uh, doing this. That's the only out I give Charrington to this is he didn't have the full year. And there's just a few weeks left. And this team's in the playoff hunt. So kind of keep him there. Maybe they'll be meaningful at bats. Uh, he gets the playoff runs he can he can go into. But that's, again, that's the only, only, only thing. I still, like you said, for the development of him, I feel like I'd rather have him in, in double A. See the two weeks there. See the double A. Get, get that again. It's that that promotion. It's that call up. It's that you did a great job. Here's your reward, right? Because he's not getting that reward this year. But all that together, all that aside, what I just will say, and this this doesn't outweigh it, but that bond 
he and Pagero are creating right now. It's not that you can't recoup it because Pagero can call up the double A next year too, right? I mean, he's on that path. But I'm just going to say, like, that bond they're making seems pretty special. Boy, oh boy, do I hope they both pan out because if that could be the middle infield, again, that bond they have mm-hmm. is really, really special. Yeah. No, they definitely. They definitely are clicking, right? I think they were roommates um, during spring training. They're roommates now. Like they, they clearly like each other. So, you know, they're it, it, that's that's good to see. Um, they both wore those know, because, cowboy hats and jeans in that picture, and like you can tell those guys they like each other. Yeah, no, they they, they like each other, um, and they. I mean, I'm sure they push each other, which is good too. I mean, they're both they're both very good. Um, I would expect both of them to start in Altoona next year. Uh, Pagero has shown that, you know, he's definitely ready for the next level too. Mm-hmm. Um, but not as, not as much as Gonzalez, but yeah, Pagero is definitely doing what he needs to do to just, you know, take the next step. Yep. Um, <clears throat> also younger. Also younger. Yeah. But I mean, going back, I, I think at this point, you know, we've waited too long that you might as well keep them down there. It's just not the way I would have handled it. Sorry, Jim. But I mean, he's he's killing the ball. He's absolutely killing the ball. Yes, he is. Do we want to uh, next transition this to we just mentioned him. He's back, Jim. I mean, Ronzi Contreras made his second start last night. Three innings pitched. No earned runs. Four strikeouts, no walks. He's back. Double A. Yeah. I mean, I think we were, you know, we're all a little bit worried about him when he got hurt. He was down for two whole months, right? Mm-hmm. July and August. He he missed. Um, he made his second start back uh yesterday and apparently looked pretty good. So yeah, four strikeouts in three innings, no earned runs, one hit. Uh, he will be somebody who I would expect to be in PNC Park at some point next year. He's on the 40-man roster, which makes things a little bit easier. Um, yeah, he'll. I think he'll be. He'll be. He'll be. Uh, he'll be in Major League Spring Training. Obviously, um, I don't think he'll get a spot, you know, on opening day. But I don't think it'll be too long before he's before he's up, which right. is exciting. Another guy, another guy, like I felt like he'd be in triple A right now. That promotion, if it had not been the injury, clearly he's going to be in double A, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Like, there's no really big point of Mm -hmm. putting him in triple A right now. Um, he's ramping up, right? Two innings first time out, the ratings last night. But, uh, so you mentioned like he could be in the majors next year. I think he's pounding on that door. He's probably not going to make it out, but mid season call up, definitely a possibility. Um, same token, we'll kind of put this together. Right, so Miguel Yahure also was injured, right? He's back and such. And let's kind of transition too, because these guys haven't had a whole lot of time this year of pitching because of the injuries. Um, there's been some talk a little bit. I mean, John Baker, right? There was an interview with him and talking, and so there's a real possibility these two could be in the Arizona Fall League, which I think would be a very good uh, thing for them to do, right? And there's another another reward. There's also another like you're close. You're in the Arizona Fall League, right? Um, but yeah, so Yahure and Ronzi Contreras, both back, big deep breaths because I was with you with I think the rest of Pittsburgh who just felt like oh boy, oh boy, you know like elbow injury they're they're on the mend right now. Tommy John's coming, it's coming because you know we're Pirates fans and all the only bad things happen, but it seems that they avoided it. And uh, just as a broad picture too, it seems like a lot of pitchers avoided it for the Pirates. You're over and under this year on Tommy John surgeries. I think you're winning it. Only so Blake so Searin, right? really. And yeah, he wasn't on the 40 man technically by our standards. So what a healthy and the other year thing for the too, we found out about. Yeah. Other thing we found out about Searin was like, he sounds like he was hurt already. Like he was, he was already hurt and, you know, he tried pitching through it. Um, that knucklehead until he couldn't. Yeah. Um, no, you mentioned the fall leagues, right? And that was something that um, John Baker touched on, you know, when with his time with the media the other day. Um, some interesting stuff there because the Pirates do have a lot of players who 
I feel like, especially this year, more than any year can, can benefit from that. Right. And that has to do with one, we had the off year last year. So let's get these guys as much playing time as possible. Mm -hmm. And then two, we had, you know, some folks who, who missed some playing time. Right. So Yohore and Contreras, right. Both missed two months, basically. Um, so what's a way to give them some innings, right. Um, the thing with the Arizona Fall League is it's ran by Major League Baseball, so everything's kind of controlled. It's a very controlled environment. If you want Contreras to only throw one inning and 20 pitches, you can kind of make sure that that happens. Um, whereas, you know, the Venezuelan Winter League and Dominican Winter League, it's a little bit, bit, bit different. They're, you know, operating as independent clubs. Um, Ronzi is from the Dominican. Yahore's from Venezuela, so I don't know if they would rather do that or do the Fall League. I'm not really sure how that's going to go. I think the Fall League is a perfect place, though, to send Nick Gonzalez, who missed some time. It's a perfect place to send Henry Davis, whose injury, you know, whose season got cut short. So, like, if Davis is healthy enough to play in the Fall League, um, I think you know we see him going there. Um, but yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of candidates for for winter ball um o'neill cruz you know is i don't know if they'll have him he would make um, perfect sense though too yeah another person who will definitely be playing winter ball he missed some time as well so um yeah so we'll see we'll see how it goes um you know o'neill cruz playing in the dominican winter league would be nice too because that's like really good competition um i mean major leaguers go and play that you know during the winter right. so um, so it'd be, it'd be good to see Cruz do that. Um, I know in the past few years he's, he's been in that league, but he hasn't really gotten a ton of playing time. So he may now have you know kind of gotten to the point where he can, he can play a lot. Um, <clears throat> so that'll be well, something see that home running hit to. the other day. He's definitely a grown man. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So, yeah. So, I mean, that'll be something that'll be actually really interesting this off season is the pirates are going to have a lot of prospects playing in winter leagues. It sounds like the pirates want to get as many people playing during the winter as possible. As far as, as far as position players go, their pitchers sounds like they're going to be a lot more conservative with them, especially people who have been pitching the whole year. They don't really want them to go out there and pitch more innings. Mm -hmm. um, but the guys who miss time um, sounds like they're, they're fine with those guys going out. Uh, to winter ball. So, yeah, I mean, we should see rosters probably coming out here pretty soon for, for all those leagues. So stay tuned on that stuff. Could be some interesting names. Yeah. One thing I wanted to highlight too, is what you mentioned about Henry Davis. Um, obviously he's not playing baseball because of the health. And I think that was something to highlight and touch on because they, they did mention like people within the power organization talking about Henry Davis as a possibility of going to the Arizona fall. league. I think is good because like, obviously he should be come back as healthy. So he, um, he, uh, it sounds as if they, like, like you mentioned, like they really do want to go to the Arizona Fall League. So I'm all for it. Where I thought he was probably done for the year. Sounds like he'll be coming back and playing the Arizona Fall League. So that's good stuff there, too. Definitely. All right. Um, anything else that you wanted to touch on as far as the prospects? No, I think that's everything. Um, just before we uh, before we wrap it up, are the pirates gonna are the pirates gonna sweep somebody today, Donardo? No. Is the sweep happening? No, it's not. Of course not. <laughs> why Why would you think that? They, it's gotta happen at some point, right? What's funny is like for a team that's so bad, the amount of opportunities they've had to sweep this year is like alarming, right? I think they're zero and twelve when they have the chance to sweep. Like the, the had fact that they've chances. had 12 opportunities to sweep. It's like the Pirates only win in bunches, right? The, the Pirates only win two games at a time. <laughs> and it's at the beginning. It's like the first game and the second game of a series. And then there's the L. And then there's like four L's after that. And then they, they win the first two games of a series and they, they lose. No, they're not They're not winning this game today. It's, it's clear as day they're not. doesn't matter. Oh, and 13. I, Put your brooms We away. need to win. We need to win. Let's go, Mitch Keller. Come on. All right, Mitch. I'm sorry, but it's you have everything against you. You already had a good start last game, so we know it's going to be bad for you this game. It's You're in a sweep position, so we, you know you're going to lose. Like Everything's going against Mitch Keller. He, If you're betting money, put everything 
that Mitch Keller has a bad start and every, whatever possibility way you can do that, right? Bet on Detroit today. Bet on everything that's going to have Mitch Keller as a bad start because that's how it's going to go. That's it. You know better, Jim. Come on. I need a sweep. I need a sweep. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure what we're the entire history of the franchise. We've, that's the that's the stat, right? We've swept somebody in every season. So <laughs> it's not happening this season. It's like 150 years. <laughs> <laughs> the Pirates are breaking records, and that's not going to stop them today. <laughs> this is not the records that you want broken this year. Yeah, we don't want that record broken. Well, sorry, Tigers are winning. It's now reached 69 degrees. Let's get out of here, Jim. <laughs> all right all right i guess we will be back tomorrow on ns9 live fresh off the pirates non-sweep so we'll talk to you then <laughs> bye-bye see you guys